0: Hello, Kieran here. This episode has been remastered from its source recording as the original finished version is unavailable. As it's been re-edited from scratch, it might be a little different to the first release. If you have the original version, please get in touch at HYSPodcast on Twitter or HYSPodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy! Welcome, one and all, to episode 24 of Have You Seen? The question to start all movie discussions, according to our tagline. Uh, in the studio today, as usual, is the uh, unusually smartly dressed Karen LaForte, uh, along with the um, usually and currently ill Tom Webb. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a bit of a sore throat again. Yes. It's never good for this sort of thing.
0: No, and his uh, mug of some form of steaming lime infusion. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nice. Uh, movies, we should probably talk about some movies. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, last week we pitched each other Almost Famous and the, well, it was a bit weird, it was, uh, uh, a director's cut of Almost Famous. Yeah. And an unreleased Fantastic Four movie. Yes. So, it's a bit, uh, it all got a bit bootleg. It did, yeah, yeah. very
1: much so, yeah. <laughs> Which do you want to do first? Um, I think we should start with Almost Famous. Okay, do you have um, enough throat to do a sort of quick recap? Yeah, of course. yeah, I'm not too bad, the, the hot drink's helping, so, um... Okay, so Almost Famous is about a high school boy uh, and he's given the chance to go on tour with a rock band and write a story for a Rolling Stone magazine. Um, it's l- l- kind of based on Cameron Crowe's own experiences touring with like Led Zeppelin and... Uh, I can't remember who else he toured with. I know and he definitely toured with Led Zeppelin and somebody else.
0: Oh, you ruled off at Allman Brothers. Yeah, that's right, of Allman Brothers as well. Yeah. And it just sounded like um, quite the experience for a young lad. Well,
1: exactly, yeah. 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 I suspect it's the sort of experience that it, things just wouldn't happen like that today.
0: Possibly not. You know. Well, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think it was a very specific time. Possibly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I, I think. But I do you think, think, think the King of Leon are tucked up in bed by nine thirty each night?
1: No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think that at all. I, ju- I just think that it's probably. Um, I'd given the amount of PR and media machinery that is around any given band right now. Mm. Right now, I suspect that it's not quite the wild environment that it might be
0: i think it probably still happens oh Everybody yeah just yeah. has people employed to make sure this doesn't get out that's true yeah yeah
1: yeah so anyway um that's enough setup what do you think about <laughs> oh is us? it okay fine yeah. um what you need to know
0: um where do i start
1: <laughs> well, i suspect you don't like
0: this well i kept a tally of the number of times i wish i kept time coast the number of times i wanted to turn this film off really i only carried on to the end because it was for the show really yeah interesting this film and i are not friends wow okay um and i don't know what is it i don't like about it um i pretty much hated everybody involved right i didn't like i didn't like anybody not even the wide-eyed little kid right i don't really have much time for this kind of rose-tinted nostalgia right particularly for music i find that quite okay. tiresome right i i don't know if i'm gonna offend anybody who listens to this but i know and you know people who get like this about music yeah and i don't know that that's just a personal thing that annoys me anyway right. but i just all the characters drove me out the wall really yeah interesting really really did maybe it's because i spent some time around you know deluded egomaniacs in the world of wrestling yeah that could be um, it. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i couldn't it's weird i wrote down what did i write down i did i definitely wrote it down i should like this but it's really not grabbing me right because i have absolutely no problem with 70s rock yeah um i, I dare say i quite like quite a lot <laughs> um but and there's some good scenes as well. Mm-hmm. There some stuff really made me laugh. Uh, the Where they're caught in the plane in yes, the storm. I was going to um, make a point to talk yeah, about that's that. Yeah, uh, that's really fun. I that, like that That's a lot.
1: brilliant scene. And it's got this really kind of wonderful double punchline. Yes. Um, which, I don't know if we should spoil it or not.
0: No, I don't know if we should. Uh, but on the subject of that, uh, the possibly the one character I really did like was the the, the drummer who's mute until that scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what else? I also like the uh, the scene where Billy Crudup's character uh, just goes to a party yeah. um, at a, a normal person's house yeah. in the city they're playing at. Yeah. And all that was kind of quite fun.
1: Yeah, they're the kind of two almost kind of really memorable scenes. Yeah. Um, if you look on YouTube, they're the two scenes that you will find first.
0: Okay. Um, I thought Frances McDormand was mm. really good. Yeah. But her character's are kind of a bit all over the place because yeah. she's free spirit hippie follow your dream in some places but yeah. really really uptight in others in yeah. bizarre ways yeah that don't quite mesh yeah me. uh, yeah i always wondered if you go th- and live your dream but don't listen to simon yeah. And garfunkel yeah these men are clearly on pot
1: <laughs> yeah I, d- I do wonder if she was supposed to have been like almost you know she was like that when she was young and so in her heart, that's what she thinks she yeah, should maybe. Do, but she's trying to, you know, restrain it back and mm. be the strict mother that she thinks she should. I be. think
0: maybe the um you talked a bit last week about the deleted yes. stairway to heaven scene, yeah, We're which trying- I didn't watch because I couldn't stand any more of this film. Right. This film never ends. As it's well. quite long. The director's um, cut, is particularly. Long. Yeah, that's what I watched because yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, by uh, the way, that scene
1: is on YouTube. I found it. And someone has and sing- someone has okay. synced up the song, and right. works well, if, really, if I ever really get well. around to doing a link
0: dump ever again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll we'll, include that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that is the bridging scene required for her character. Yeah, and it's just not there. Yeah, and due to people being copyright bum was yeah. about copyright, and yeah, yeah, all the rest of it. Um, I like Jason Lee as well. Yeah, he he's. Good at playing the front man. And Billy Crudup mm. as well. They, yeah. they, All three the those really kind of suited their roles. Yeah, I know I um, very well.
1: Jason Lee watched a lot of footage of Paul Kossoff from uh, Free and um, what was the other band he was in?
0: Doesn't he have a, uh, a more normal name than that?
1: No. It's
0: Paul Rogers, isn't it? No. Okay, IMDb says Paul Rogers.
1: Paul Rogers? Yeah. Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. Oh, maybe Kostoff was the guitar player, and it was what his name wasn't Paul.
0: Don't know. Are we gonna leave this bit in? I don't mind. Okay, <laughs> maybe I will.
1: I'm getting I'm getting my members of free mixed up because I only really know okay. two
0: of their songs. All right, yeah, the one everybody knows and one other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just looking down notes, notes, notes. Oh, the other scene I really liked is. Um, the Kyle Gass cameo, it's not really a cameo because nobody knew him then. Yeah. As the radio host and yeah. the radio interview uh-huh. where he's stoned out of his mind and nods <laughs> off in the middle of the interview yeah. and the band then spend the rest of their time trying to fit as many swear words <laughs> as they can in yeah. before he wakes up. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny. Um Yeah. Um yeah, just the whole speechifying, nostalgic Americana, right. romanticizing of vinyl right. kind of didn't enthuse you high fidelity yeah. i like high fidelity really? and this i don't should be a kind of a companion piece to that but yeah i, I, I can see that actually it's almost like that's him grown up yeah yeah i guess so i don't know i guess ah uh, it's a whole bunch of cartoon characters yeah but Directed as if they're normal people. Does that make any sense? Um, kind of, I Things guess. Things just but then, didn't mesh and feel right.
1: But then you think of any seventies rock band; they were, you know, the characters involved. Were I know, that's outlandish. what I kept trying to
0: tell myself, but it yeah. just didn't didn't fit. No, yeah. and I was kind of more interested in, I think, uh, where it all starts to come to a head between the singer and the guitarist. Yeah, I thought, well, perhaps a movie just about the two of them, not necessarily the two, of them, but kind of the, just br- the, about the band without yeah. all the periphery okay. three hours of periphery going on yeah. around it yeah um well i imagine that's that extra periphery was um cameron crowe's life <laughs> yeah yes that's <laughs> true that's very true uh philip seymour hoffman appears to be playing jack black
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah who i found out actually jack black did audition for that role oh, really yeah oh interesting um kate hudson was very proud of her stomach right, that gets yeah. a lot of screen it time does, yeah yep. yeah um oh uh, yeah it didn't do it for me that's a shame it's def oh you mentioned about mike mccready playing yeah. guitar on the Stewart tracks mm-hmm. it's definitely a pearl jam guitar tone yeah, you can it? tell it's yeah, him very much so yeah um what have i written what have i written lots of <laughs> lots of people are getting really bent out of shape about kate hudson
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you don't get it no no not i'm really. not that fast no, so you kind of not, think she's you know that doesn't offend me in any particular right. visual way, but she's just, I don't know. I don't think she's the 10 everybody seems to be right, feeling. Okay. Or trying to feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, in particular, her and Crude Up's character. I'm like, just get on with it. Everybody's shagged everybody else anyway. Yeah. Just get on with it. Um, I've written in big letters this film never ends. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it's like AI or a latter Star Wars film and it ends and then it ends again and it ends again Um, and uh, towards the end where um, uh, those two up and Hudson are on the phone to each other and he says I need to see you face to face I wrote no, no, no you don't (laughs) end this film (laughs) yeah there was there were mm, Small, sparkly, <laughs> sparkling, sparkling, sparkling gems within yeah. the movie. But overall, I really, really didn't like it. Interesting. I wonder if, as you... I said, I should. Yeah, yeah. But I just—it didn't grab me. I sat down wanting to like it. Yeah. Admittedly, I didn't get started on a three-hour film until after nine p.m. because I'd yeah. had a hell of a day. Yeah. But um,
1: I, I wonder if um, I wonder if uh, a slightly more concise non-director's cut might have be been more your cup of maybe, tea. Maybe, but I don't know if I want to try it. No, no. I'm not suggesting you do. I'm just just want, you know, pondering. Okay. But no, that's a shame.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. The, the DVD lied to me from the beginning. I put it in, the first thing that comes up, it says, this theatre features DTS digital sound. No, it doesn't. This is my house. (laughs) (laughs) My telly.
1: Well, do you have any uh, customer feedback for it? I do have some
0: customer feedback. I was wondering, I was just, sorry, I took a little pause there because I was trying to think if I'd missed out anything else. Okay. Uh, I have one more line (laughs) which just says, every scene is just only in the movie stuff. It's based on someone's real life but it didn't feel like there was anything real about it. I think. Gotcha. Every yeah. scene, it was ju- it was a movie scene yeah, rather than mm. anything kind of grounded. Right, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen... Not that I'm th- suggesting I want the kitchen sink version.
1: No, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen anything else by Cameron Crowe, and the only thing I can think of is Vanilla Sky. I that- was
0: trying to think if I've ever seen anything else by Cameron and and Crowe, like and that. I haven't seen Vanilla Sky.
1: No, I didn't really like that. It tr- I think it was trying to be a bit too eyes wide shut.
0: Mm. Um, actually, that's the other thing. Towards the beginning, the first time you see Philip Seymour Hoffman as Hoffman Lester Bangs, he's yeah. going through uh, records in a radio station, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Basically berating the DJ for their playlist while they're on air. Yeah. Um, uh, and he has a quote that I had to go and find, which I think sums up the film. Okay. Which is, Did you know that the letter by the box tops is a minute and 58 seconds long? It means nothing, but it takes them less than two minutes to accomplish what it takes Jethro Tull hours to not accomplish. And this film is Jethro Tull to me. <laughs> right, okay, fair it enough. It takes hours and does nothing. <laughs> fair enough. Customer feedback. Yeah. Um, I have uh, the usual selection of one and five star reviews. Yeah. Um, the one star review pretty much... Um, mirrors my own opinion, I okay. think. Although I don't know I'd go so far as to give it one star, as I did find things within it I liked about. It. Yeah. Um, apart from Zoe Deschanel, who is breathtakingly beautiful, well, wow. that's written by a blind person to start with, <laughs> yeah. um, and a funny scene involving an imminent plane crash, correct, I found this film presented a depressingly upbeat picture of rock journalism and the characters within it. <laughs> How can you be depressingly upbeat? <laughs> I don't know. The way the characters spoke, the sort of things they did, just didn't entertain me. If, you're a man- if you romanticise rock bands and think what they do is in any way significant, perhaps this movie is for you. But I found myself reaching for the fast forward as it seemed cringeworthy and dull. Mm-hmm. The five star stuff. I basically just went through, I found a load and just took uh, sentences out of each that made me laugh. Okay. So right. this is not all from one review, but if you'd like to imagine that it is, <laughs> you may find some extra entertainment. <laughs> the DVD offers excellent extras, including a documentary and actual Rolling Stones transcripts written by, written by Crowe. The soundtrack is impressive, but the best feature is the picture of Kate Hudson on the cover. (laughs) This is all caps. All right. A movie that reminds us why we watch films. Three exclamation marks. All right. It's definitely Billy Crudup's best work and comes a a close second to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days for Kate Hudson. Oh, dear. This is the most amazing movie I've ever seen. Cameron Crowe is brilliant. All right. Absolutely my favourite film of the past five years. And that includes Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow um right. every word in this sentence is starts with a capital letter right I, i'm trying to think of a way to phrase it that, uh, so that i can convey convey this yes this is an excellent movie it was supposed to be seen no i'll do that again this isn't this i'll do it a third time this is an excellent movie the way it was supposed to be seen how 40 mins were cut out of the american version is beyond me so many actors in this movie went on and are having great film careers. I recommend this film to anyone who loves rock and roll. <laughs> and finally, I don't want to describe the movie. I only want to say that the service was really good. Thanks. That was the entire five star <laughs> review on Amazon. <laughs> um, from dusty rockers to dusty crappy special effects. Yeah. Uh, I pitched Tom uh, the Fantastic Four, the unreleased Early '90s Roger Corman produced version. I didn't do a synopsis last week. Should I? Uh, Is it worth it?
1: Well, I mean, it's the origin story. Yeah, and there's not really. I mean, it's essentially the same as the new one. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty much almost the same plot. Isn't Just it? much,
0: much cheaper. Yes. Made for approximately one yeah. percent of the yeah. budget. So it's
1: it's a pretty similar plot to the to the the remake with Joan Griffiths and co.
0: Yes, various other non-Welsh people. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. Do, do you want to recap the the kind of unusual circumstances in which it was made? Because that's uh, that's, that's kind try. of the key key feature I about this try. movie.
0: I am uh, going back through my notes to try and um, to try and find them, uh, and I'm juggling various pieces of paper and other oddments that are on the desk. Uh, okay, so it's 1992. Uh, a German company called Constantin Film who have uh, the rights to make a movie of the fantastic four Mm uh their option expires on december the 31st 1992 uh they have to have started principal photography by then and they need 40 million dollars to make the movie the head of constantine film who's a man by the name of bernd eichinger uh rings up his mate roger corman Mm -hmm. and says look i haven't got much time uh and the budget is going to be way out of control with this you are the low budget guru Mm -hmm. can you help so they sat down and they thrashed out a new budget for a Fantastic Four movie of $1.4 million. Mm. And you see every penny. You certainly do. <laughs> um, and uh, cameras started rolling on December the 28th, 1992. <laughs> this movie was never meant to be seen. Um, as I mentioned last week, I've heard tell it was released in Italy for one week to fulfil a certain clause in the contract and yeah. it had to be released in a cinema somewhere. Yeah. Um but it became a uh, a classic of the bootleg tape trader circuit for a long time. It changed hands for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, even though it's available for free and in good quality on YouTube today, you can still people will still charge like a hundred bucks for a DVD. Wow. Um. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it became legendary. Yes. And uh, I made Tom watch it.
1: Yes. Now, what's interesting about this film is that it's really bad. Yes. I mean, it's really bad.
0: Yeah. What the hell is the jeweler about? I know. It's just
1: odd. And then something kind of weird happened when I started watching it, Mm. which made me kind of enjoy it.
0: (laughs) What was that? Your fever kicked in?
1: (laughs) No. No. the The first three lines I've written are in all caps. And the first one is, it's Jim from Biggles Adventures in Time is it Captain Fantastic is the lead in Biggles Adventures of Time I
0: knew I knew the name yeah. Alex Hyde White from somewhere as soon as I heard
1: his voice I, I was like I know who the hell is that and I was I was on IMDb straight away and I could not believe it I even who looked him was. up on
0: IMDb to yeah. see what he'd been in and it was yeah. things like oh he's been in an episode of The West Wing yeah. oh he's been in an episode of this and that yeah.
1: I did not make the connection no. and then the next one was and it's Captain Lassard from Police Academy <laughs> so and I was like how can this be bad because immediately I became like a five year old kid lying on the floor watching a VHS tape yeah and it was and I suddenly realised that's exactly what this movie should have been the sort of thing you tape off telly at Christmas yeah but, you know, if it had been made in the mid-80s, I probably would have watched it all the time as yeah. a kid. Unfortunately, it was made in the mid-90s. <laughs> and, never saw the and you right got of seen day. 2012 yeah. in your 30s. So I kind, of, I kind of, bizarrely, was in exactly the right frame of mind to watch it. Because mm. it, was ex- it suddenly became exactly what it was in my head, if that makes sense. So rather than watching it, comparing it to the modern version,: yeah. other than which honestly, version. I haven't
0: seen either of the uh, haven't you? either of the newer ones, no. Um, the first one got poor reviews.: Yeah, and I didn't feel I was equipped having not seen the first one. I didn't feel I was equipped enough to see the sequel without knowing the backstory right,
1: yeah. um, they're watchable. Okay. I, t- I'd say I think watchable. I have one on my DVR There, there, home. there are bits that are kind of fun in them both. And this in the second one, the, the whole Silver Surfer stuff is is really good because that's Doug Jones. Okay. um, So that's really good. In fact, actually, I, the, after seeing both those movies, the thing I really wanted to see was a Silver
0: Surfer movie. Okay. I think that might have been the plan had it made more money. Yeah, I think so too. Mm.
1: Um so, yeah, so I just kind of started making random notes from then on. That's pretty much what mine are, so we'll compare. Okay, well, the first thing, I, the next thing I noticed was the girl playing Susan as a young girl uh, went on to star in Buffy. Not Sarah Michelle Gellar, but she was one of the girls in Buffy. She was Harmony. You remember the blonde one? Was it
0: really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, So this movie launched so like many careers <laughs> yeah, yeah, or exactly. killed them.
1: Yeah. Um, then suddenly the music started to rip off... Jurassic Park, the love the the love lovers theme from Twin Peaks, and a bit of Tron.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The who I don't know who composed this, yeah. but he just got out his CDs of all his favorite music yeah. and just merged some bits together. I mean, it's most blatantly Jurassic Park. There's mm. there's one theme from not the main
1: theme from Jurassic Park. I can't remember which bit it's in, but there's a certain bit of it, the refrain that they, they reuse quite a lot. Mm. Um, and it's what I I started to realize was I don't I think. In the early 80s, Marvel did loads of cartoons based on each of their superheroes. They did, like, um, Spider-Man and Friends. Spider-Man
0: and his Amazing Friends, where they created the character of Firestar, who everybody hated.
1: Yeah, I used to watch that all the time as a kid. Yeah, me too. And they did an Incredible Hulk series at the same time. I don't know if they did a Fantastic Four. I meant to have a look, and I I I can't remember. There
0: was a Fantastic Four cartoon series on TV at the same time as this movie.
1: Okay, because this reminded me of those early 80s ones. Mm. So it was almost like watching three episodes of one of those cartoons, but just with real actors instead of being a cartoon. The the plot, the plotting and the dialogue, Mm. particularly the writing was very similar to those cartoons. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember hearing an interview with a guy that worked on things like Mm. He-Man and he said they were forever battling to get away from that style of dialogue. Mm. And he once did an episode of... I don't know if it was an episode of He-Man or if it was an episode of She-Ra, but it was like She-Ra and Evil Lin end up stuck in a desert together where they have Mm. to become friends, and they Mm. they end up having this chat around a campfire. And it was like a a scene from a movie as opposed to a cartoon. And he said they were always trying to do stuff like that but never allowed. Mm. And that that kind of made me think of this as well. It was like, here are these cartoons. You've just got to put that on the screen, and it's got to sound like this. It's got
0: to Mm. look this way. He-Man fact. He-Man was the first uh, cartoon specifically created to push a line of toys that was going into production.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. This guy was saying in that interview, someone asked him, did you make the the characters to the toys or the toys Mm. to the characters? And he said that initially it was the characters to the toys Mm. and then occasionally they'd come up with someone that was good enough to become a toy. Yeah. And a recurring character. But anyway, that's enough He-Man facts.
0: Yeah. Um, We'll do that when we get around to pitching everybody Master of the Universe starring Dolph Lundgren. Yes,
1: that's an amazing film. (laughs) Yeah. Although, never play the drinking game where you drink every time you see Dolph Lundgren's nipples. (laughs) Because people get very drunk very quickly. Um, uh, A question for you. Is the blind woman making a bust of Lionel Richie? (laughs) I don't know what she was making (laughs) a bust of. But that's exactly what it looks like. Halfway through, I thought, hang on a minute. Has this gone to, like, hello? (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, this is really weird. Is it me you're stumbling around blindly for? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I, I, like you said, the jeweler. I could not understand what the weird Disney esque villains were. No, the two two of them reminded me of the one, the the two bad guys from Hundred Do you, Do you know, know the two, two that go and steal the puppies, the two henchmen yeah, of yeah, yeah, de Vil? Yeah, yeah. yeah, those kind of characters. And I was just I, like, they seemed to just not fit at all within. This. Do you it's know what they like,
0: reminded me of? What? The two bumbling sidekicks from the Power Rangers TV series. Yeah, I never watched Power Rangers. Uh, so I was unfortun- unfortunately I saw some of it. Right, but uh, yeah.
1: Um, oh, and the next one is when they're launching the shuttle, randomly hitting buttons. Check, yeah, because <laughs> it's just it's like a couple of shots where someone's just like just just, just not, not even looking at what they're pressing yeah. and not even with any kind of determination, like this is the sequence, I need to push these buttons. It's just no. randomly, yeah. Like, the,
0: <laughs> everybody's all over the place when it comes to acting. Yeah, one of my favorite, uh, quote unquote acting uh mm-hmm. things is, um. <laughs> with Doctor Doom, it appears on the screen yeah. at the Baxter Building, Fantastic Four HQ. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if it's the actual actor in the costume because whoever's doing it is just flailing his arms all over the place. It's like he's trying to sign what he's saying <laughs> at the same time. Um. So the woman's blind, not deaf.
1: <laughs> my, my next one is sneezing fire. We have superpowers. Let's go camping. Because your notes are way better than mine. That's, that's the kind of little sequence of events where they, they all discover they can do stuff, and yeah. then they just end up sitting around a campfire rather than
0: trying to find civilization. Yeah, I noticed they made no attempt to rescue themselves. No. I did like how the shuttle exploded uh, in space. Yeah, Hang on I wrote it down. Where is it? The ship explodes in space, yet somehow the wreckage is in a very British-looking field and not burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my my other note was the fatal assumption made
1: by the filmmakers was that this is a kids' film, mm. and I mean that in like a real like a, a film for the, like under tens. Yeah. And they they they've it's one of those things they've completely pitched it at the wrong audience. Mm. If they if they'd had the budget they had, and if they thought the audience was five years older. Mm. I think they would have they would have got a better movie out of it. Okay. You know, e- even with a similar script. Mm. Certainly similar plot cuz you know, that's what they did the second time
0: around. Mm. I did like how um the the initial accident with um uh, Reed and Von Doom mm. uh, where they get zapped by the amazing looking animated lightning. Yeah. Uh, it seems to have uh, activated Victor Von Doom's evil English accent. <laughs> uh and uh uh, uh Johnny Storm uh, who becomes Human Torch, Yeah, um, appears to have come dressed as Captain N, the Game Master, in some scenes. Yeah,
1: now that's something that intrigued me at the end, mm. was that when Johnny Storm does his full flame... Yeah, I wonder if
0: you're going to say what I'm going to say. Go for it.
1: And then... Becomes uh, a
0: very bad CGI yeah. dummy. Yeah, and,
1: and it was one of those things I was thinking, okay, this CGI has mm. come out or is being done at like a year or around about the same time as Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. yet... It was, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Right. But obviously not anywhere near as good as it should have been. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I was quite surprised at the level of CGI that they used for the yeah. 1.4 million, Yeah, even
0: though it's awful. Yes. But I was still quite shocked by it. I was more intrigued on how he went from stopping the blast... In New- how he outruns a laser to start with when the laser yeah. has a head start yes. and lasers don't work like that anyway. No, uh, And then how he goes from stopping it in New York to suddenly appearing in orbit and flying back to Earth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, th- there's a lot of... Th- yeah, it just makes no sense at all.
0: Yeah. It's wonderfully terrible. Yeah. Um, it's worth watching, though. Yes. I was hoping some people would have... Uh, Seen watched it. and sent, yeah. sent some... Uh, uh, nothing. No no, 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 no. I heard you all. Watch Fantastic Four. Yeah. I provided you the link, so yeah. go and do it. Um, do I have anything left over that might be funny? Not really. Not unless you're a Mighty Boosh fan. Really? The thing looks like Naboo, the gorilla from Mighty oh, really? Boosh, but painted orange. <laughs> right. He moves kind of in the same way. All right.
1: Now, who is it?
0: Did you agree? Actually, it's something I said last week that I think the best actor and the best performance in it is the bloke in the Thing costume. Yeah, he's getting as much as he can out of being trapped inside a rubber suit. Yeah, I also that, like how the Thing, sorry, when he's transformed, is about six inches shorter than the guy who plays Ben Grimm.
1: Yeah. Now, one of the things that I was I was kind of wondering when was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made?
0: Which one? Did first you mean the one. movies? Yeah, the first. The first movie, movie
1: eighty nine, I think. Because it would not surprise me
0: if it was one of the blokes from that.
1: No, if it was one of the suits from that remade. Oh, it might have been because the Just, yeah because the the facial movements are like there are the some it's obviously yeah, yeah. An, an, an animatronic mouth and
0: face mm.
1: and and brow and the fa- the mouth movements in particular are exactly the same as yeah. the um as the teenage mutant yeah? turtle
0: entirely possible. Yeah. I don't think it's one of the. Uh, People who went on to be quite big in the Hong Kong stunt industry inside it, as it was, because no. that was people like Corey Yearn who, um, really? yeah, yeah. Uh, I was seen a, that for a Ninja years. Turtle stunt double right. who went on to make. He became Jet Li's director of choice for years and years.
1: Wow. I'd l- I'd like to watch that again.
0: The Turtles movie. Yeah. Do you know? There's the, the we're going way off track. <laughs> we here. are. Yeah. It's the just, um, it's going eighties nostalgia this the, week. There are loads of different cuts of that film. Right. The. The version that was released on video in the UK uses different takes from the US theatrical version and has a whole bunch of stuff cut out of it. Oh, really? It's really bizarre, yeah. I think because there was the
1: whole Ninja Turtles, Hero Turtles thing, wasn't there? Yeah, but
0: I had the video version, but then I also saw it on Sky like a few years later and they were showing the US theatrical version, (laughs) but with the nunchuck stuff cut out. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like there are some shots that are complete that they're all from the same scene, but they've yeah. been cut using different takes and different angles. Like it has been re-edited. Wow! From That's scratch. I wonder if it's, I
1: don't think it's even available on DVD.
0: I don't know what version would be available. Uh, we may have to hunt. We yeah, may have we to import. Yeah. That's my feedback. Okay. I yes. found some on Fantastic really? Four. Brilliant. And given it's Fantastic Four, I went for four star reviews. Okay. Right. Okay. This I'm gonna I'm gonna read word for word, right. including all the typos and spelling mistakes. Okay because that's more fun. From they clearly painted on hair wings to the blatant use of rubber costumes, this is everything you never wanted a comic fo- book film to be, and yet you can't take her eyes off it for all its hammed up glory. <laughs> I don't want to ruin this for anyone brave enough to actually sit down and watch this. Go forth and embrace the cheese. Flame on! <laughs> this this is brilliant. This sounds so sad. i <laughs> will read it in a sad voice. Every line was on its own line, there is no punctuation, okay. and it's all in lowercase. Right. I have one of the poor copies. I love the show myself. Sure, it could have been made better as far as effects, but it's still a good show. Old shows don't have to have great effects, but there are still great stories. To me, the effects is not all that bad for what they had to work with. I, for one, will be first in line to buy this. I just hope the prints are still around to do so. If not, I guess I'll have to live with my poor copy. Please release this show. <laughs> That's really sad. And finally, I hate it when any film is suppressed and I don't care how lousy it is, it should be released on DVD.
1: Now, See, I was thinking, like, don't you think that any film that isn't released after, say, like four or five years, a company like like Netflix or Love Film or whatever should just bag up all the rights and just randomly put them on their service? Yeah, possibly. Because then you'd... I mean, even if that app's absolutely Can I turn off the
0: microphones? We might actually have a business idea here. (laughs) Un- the unreleased streaming service. Yeah, You exactly. probably make some cash off that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you seen. Damn it. Quick, switch this <laughs> off or somebody steals it. Quick, start pitching something. Right. Uh, oh, you want me to pitch? Okay. Oh. Or is I, am I supposed to go first? No, I can go first. All right. Lovely. Go first. Um, I'm
1: going to pitch you another film that revolves around music.
0: Is it really long and boring and has people I hate in it?
1: No. Okay. No. I don't know if you'll like it or not, but it's a film I've wanted you to watch for years. <laughs> Approximately uh, 11.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay, onward.
1: Um, I'm going to pitch you this film because it's one of those, it's one of these movies that I can't watch without smiling.
0: I like that kind of film. Yeah. Uh, it's Roxanne one of, was one of them, which yeah, is why I pitched it, it to yeah. you. It's,
1: it, it's, um, it's not great, I'll be honest about that. It's
0: quite, <laughs> you're selling it to me.
1: Well, I say it's not great. It is great, and I absolutely love it. Mm. But, I, you know, you're not going to find like a five-star Empire review, put it that way. Okay. Um. I'm going to pitch you Josie and the Pussycats.
0: I knew this would come up eventually. Yeah.
1: I've talked about this film to you for probably Ever. about 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I, this is one of those films. I went into the, the video store and was picking up movies, got to the counter, and they said, if you get one more, it'll actually be cheaper. Right. And I was like, right. It took me 45 minutes to pick these ones and i couldn't see anything else i wanted so i was walking around and then i just saw a cover it had three girls and a guitar on it and i thought that will do i like all of those things even if i don't watch it it will make this cheaper so i just picked <laughs> it up and took it and it was my favorite of the ones that i watched wow yeah Um i can't remember what the others were but i think there are like five films and I, I watched like four of them that night
0: okay um burning through your purchases
1: <laughs> yeah well it's, it's basically um based on the Hanna barbera cartoon from the 60s mm-hmm. um fairly lucid. they've kind of modernized it and made it up, updated it and what have you mm-hmm. um it's about ba- it's, the simple premise is it's a girl band trying to make it big in the music industry and nothing's quite what it seems and it doesn't all go to plan as you can imagine okay um the three the band consists of uh Josie Melody and Valerie who are played by Rachel Lee Cook Tara Reed and Rosaria Dawson uh much like back
0: from the days when Tara Reed had a career
1: yeah mm. and uh, much like the guys in almost famous they learned the instruments and mm-hmm. actually played some of the songs um that's one of the most impressive things about this is actually Tara Reed playing the drums okay. quite convincingly huh. <laughs> um but the thing about it is though although those three are, you know they're good they're all right they you know Rosario Dawson is as good as she always is mm-hmm. um they're not the best things in this movie they're completely outshone by the the supporting cast okay. which is comprised of Alan Cumming as the record executive mm-hmm. Parker Posey as his boss mm. um, I've met her she's nuts yeah um I suspect there was quite a bit of improvisation around some of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missy Pyle is in it as well, mm-hmm. who you, you probably recognise from things.
0: Who I've also met and is less nuts yeah. than yes, yeah, and less, less nuts than Parker Posey.
1: And then now, all the songs in this are kind of like pop punk girl band, mm-hmm. kind of the Donnas sort of thing, yeah, but less less kind of a bit more twee, put it that way. Yeah, but they're all catchy, mm-hmm. short, punchy, and quite. I mean, I actually have the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, But the ones, the two two songs that you'll probably remember most are the ones by the boy band Du Jour. Okay. Which comprises of a guy, uh, their names are Les, DJ, Marco and Travis. Okay. Uh, and they're played by a guy called Alex Martin who's pretty much done nothing else. Okay. The other three are Donald Faison, Breckin Meyer and Seth Green. Oh God. And they're all uncredited. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, you can tell a lot of their scenes, particularly with Alan Cumming, l- look like they're improvised. Mm-hmm. The outtake reel on the DVD is is pretty good as well. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, there's not really much else I can say other than that it's quite silly and it, I just find it really funny and it's very, very quotable. My wife and I quote it all the time. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to tell you anything more than that, really. Okay. Because uh, uh, you can just w- watch it for yourself and decide. It's one of those films, I you know, just, just stick it on and just don't watch it. Don't, you know, I don't think you'll write too many notes or anything like that. It's one to just kind of relax in front of and, you know, just have fun with it, really.
0: Okay. Well, I couldn't pitch you a film that's much more different. Right. Uh, Last week, uh, we talked about how much we enjoyed The Raid. Yes. uh, Indonesian action movie directed by a Welshman. Yeah. I found his previous film, which is also an Indonesian action movie directed by the same Welshman and starring the same man.
1: Oh, right. Cool.
0: Called Marantau.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Marantau uh, is uh, Indonesian and refers to kind of like a a coming of age journey, spiritual and physical. Right. That... um, in this case, poor people from the country go on to the big city. Okay. It has a lot in common uh, with those kind of um, uh, martial arts bumpkin in the big city movies, like right. um, kind of like Rumble in the Bronx and yeah. whether the Tony Jaa one is, it had about five titles so it was all about give me back my elephant. That one. I don't know. The
1: only, the only thing I can remember about Tony Jaa and an elephant is him running up the front of one and flipping over and kicking oh, somebody in the in head. The, I think that's in one of the on-back Yeah, titles. I think that's on-back three.
0: Um. uh Okay, basically, Iko Uwais, who was the the lead in the raid, is the lead here again. Okay. Uh, He plays a man called Yuda, Mm. uh, who's from the country. He lives with his mother and his brother. Yeah. And he sets out on his Marantau, which is Mm. his spiritual journey, uh, from the country to Jakarta, where he finds life in the city kind of sucks. Uh, He's hoping to teach Silat, which is his martial art. Mm. Uh, In particular, uh, I've got to get this right, Silat harimau, which is tiger style. That's his particular form of Silat here. Um Uh, But after helping a street urchin and his stripper sister, he ends up on the wrong side of a human trafficking operation. Okay. It's Indonesian ass-kicking again. Yeah. Much like the raid, or, well, slightly more so than the raid. It takes a while to build up to it. Okay. Uh, But it doesn't have as many oh moments right. but it still has a few okay and there were some shots in it just simple single shots within the fights so it made me go oh that's brilliant okay um yeah if it's kind of like if you need just a little bit more after seeing the raid yeah. you can get it you can get it in this film right gotcha. um i found it i've done the u.s netflix thing again which yeah. i know you have yeah uh which I may or may not post details of on the website if right. people want to uh join us in our Multinational streaming glory. Yeah. Um it I did discover it has been available on DVD in this country for about a year or so as marantel Warrior. Oh right. Uh, and if you want to take the plunge it's three pounds on Amazon at oh, the moment. Oh wow. Um so yeah, that's about it really. Uh it's full of um marvelous choreography and fight sequences. Cool. Um and I think a special mention to go to the um, the director of photography because it looks beautiful. Okay. Uh, the colours are really mm. vibrant. It's yeah. uh, just, just really nicely shot. Right. Uh, and it makes Jakarta look pretty amazing. Okay. That's um, interesting because, I mean, the raid is like, it's really gritty and yeah. oh, desaturated. This is different. This and, is different. And, you know, and even though this uh, is kind of, much like the raid, this is quite a hard film as well. Right. Uh, particularly, I think, as you get later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gareth Evans, as we discovered with The Raid, kind of has a way, even within an action movie, of finding lighter moments. And he has a particular... Even just overseeing two films, I can see a particular style right. from him developing. Okay, if that makes sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's quite evident here. This is this was obviously a good training ground yeah. for the calling card that is The Raid. Mm-hmm. That was a bit rambly and... Yeah, no, I kind of get I kinda get you. I didn't, write, uh, I didn't write an awful lot of notes. I pretty much, I've read you everything apart from I don't know what accent the uh, white bag guy is doing. Right, fair enough. I think he was French trying to put on an American accent. Okay. Not entirely successfully. He wasn't Quebecois, was he? No. Right. I don't know. Well, he was. He sounded all American for most of it and then at some point said something. Right. Which I've never heard an American say. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, watch it. I hope you like it. Cool, awesome. That's it. Yeah. We're done again absolutely There's another show um oh
1: before we go no, um nothing I, nothing else yeah i saw oh. uh phil austin sent us a tweet on twitter did he yeah oh that um, might be something i haven't seen yeah i think it might be um i retweeted it so it's in our, our timeline now okay um and it's worth having a quick watch it's it's an appearance of by alfred hitchcock on um an old tv show called what's my line where uh
0: Alfred Hitchcock was on Watch My What's My Line? Yeah, as the as in the panel or as the guy? No, no,
1: as the guy. Really? Yeah, and he does a weird French accent to throw them off the scent. So you've got these people blindfolded, and they ask him questions, and then basically they've got to deduce who he is or what he does. Yeah, Um, and you see his sense of humor really coming out in it, and it's very funny. Only
0: in Britain, could we have crappy game shows like that on TV. I
1: think it was actually the American version. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah um so yeah it's in our twitter feed i suggest you have a quick look at it because um it's very funny righto and he's actually doing it to promote a movie that we've covered in the podcast right then yeah
0: as usual Uh guess what i don't have
1: oh you haven't got the thing have you
0: no so i'll see if i can do it off the top of my head it might be amusing
1: okay all right you can try and i've got them here so
0: okay good uh tom mentioned our twitter feed Yep. Uh, you can find that quite easily on Twitter at HYS Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a blog bit.ly forward slash HYS. Have you seen podcast? Have you seen podcast? Yeah. yeah. Um, due to a technical hitch that doesn't have a proper domain but we will have very soon. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash.
1: Oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I just realized
0: because I'm, I'm looking at them in a different order to you, you got the
1: last one wrong. Oh,
0: for God's sake
1: uh facebook is facebook.com forward slash have you seen podcast the blog right. is bit.ly forward slash podcast.
0: yeah the sooner we get a proper domain the better yeah we need to learn. and finally you can email us
1: yeah oh you want me to say that bit can you not remember our email I address i can remember
0: the email address gmail.com. <laughs> that'll do yeah there we go uh <laughs> thank you as usual to upbeat productions for the use of the studio mm-hmm. um it now smells nicer. Yeah. Um, and thank you as ever to the bearded technical guru Alexia Imam for his technical assistance. Absolutely, yeah.
1: So I think that's it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, so, I've, I've run out of things to say. Yeah,
1: okay. So next week we've got uh, pop girl, pop punk bands and martial arts. Yes.
0: Cool. Why, do, why, why are these things not in the same movie? Exa-
1: yeah. Well, we might have to think about that.
0: Right, well, we're going to watch them and you should too. Uh, Absolutely. So until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.